Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I'm joined by my guest host, two-time all-conference, three-year starter at offensive tackle, Mr. David Porter. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a fun uh, fun thing to do this with you, and it's always a pleasure to see you. Yeah. Ready to get into it, dude. Well, These Hawks. These well, Hawks. Getting into it. Yes, getting into it. Um, mm-hmm. The Hawkeyes are are coming off of a, a loss, as we all know, to uh, to the Michigan Wolverines, which puts their current um, record at three and two, um, which, uh, I mean, we, we saw the game last week was a, a difficult loss against a, a team that looked like they are definitely on a mission uh, with their, their sights set on post-season uh, glory. That's what they have their sights set on. And that definitely. game was definitely a, a difficult one for the Hawks, but uh, we got to move on. You know, the season is, uh, is, is still upon us. We are the first week of October and opening up the first week of October, have to travel up to Champaign, Illinois to take on the Illinois fighting Illini led by <clears throat> former Hawk himself, head coach, Brett Bielema. Um, and he has those fighting another fighting Illini playing very well, David. They are currently four and one. Uh, this is not this Illini team is coming off of a huge win against Wisconsin, their first in twenty years actually winning up there at Camp Randall. Um, they, if they win against Iowa, it would mark the first uh, first win against Iowa in fourteen years. Um, a win would mark wow. the first. Yeah, man, a, a win. This game. Giving them up will give them opportunity to go five and one for the first time since 2001. So they have their sights set on trying to continue their success and see continued success. Obviously, uh, some of the folklore they had in their in in their uh, history uh, beating Iowa would put them square as number one in the Big Ten West. This is a huge huge game for them, considering what the rest of their season has done, go, how it goes and and what they've done currently. Um, Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois are teams that are really, they're out there in front in the Big Ten West right now. Illinois currently leads the Big Ten West, like I just mentioned, and um, their running back Chase Brown actually leads the nation in rushing. So Mm -hmm. the Hawks have a bit of a task uh, in terms of what they are facing uh, against this Illinois Fighting Illini team, David. Let's get into this a little bit. Chase Brown leads the nation in rushing, like I just mentioned. Um, but uh, Devito, their quarterback, late, runs the show. What have you seen about these uh, these fighting fighting Illini on on film that uh, that scares you the most uh, as it pertains to how this team is going to attack the Hawkeye team? It, you said it. It's that rushing offense. Their ability to run the ball is amazing. Like you said, that they have the leading rusher in the country. They're coming off of an impressive victory against uh, Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin actually came out and drove the ball the first possession and got a touchdown. Uh, Illinois went had to punt. Wisconsin got the ball back. They were driving, and then they had an interception. That's how Illinois got the ball back and scored. Like they know how to fight, and you know they're, they're they don't always play clean ball, which is going to be great for us. But that run game, um, 
you know, what if what happened against Michigan happens again, where they just continually drive the ball down the field. You know, uh, I believe Michigan had what seventy-seven yards rushing in the first quarter. That kind of set the tone for the entire game. And if we get the same dose, oh, <laughs> if we get the same thing happen again with Illinois, I, I, God, we're probably looking at something similar happening again. I mean, they the O-line will just take over. And that defense, I mean, we've been talking about all year. They've been out there a lot. They've been taking a lot of plays. Uh, I believe our defensive special teams are still outscoring our offense since the break of last year. So, I mean, they have been doing a lot for a long time. And if this run game is going and those offensive linemen start to lean heavy, you know, there's only so much that our defense can really take. So that, that run game of Illinois – that's going to be a big deal for us to get stopped. Um, my goodness, because they have really styled their entire team, um, kind of like Iowa. I guess I'm put it that way. I mean, their defense is stout against the run. They have a really good defense, but they run the ball. They're run uh, run first offense, really. And they they are fairly balanced, but they get going off that run. So. The run is what I'm seeing as being the big thing. We need to stop them from getting going. They're obviously going to try to get that going. He, uh, the leading rusher in the country for a reason. Uh, they put emphasis emphasis on that. They may be shades of when uh, Brett was actually at Wisconsin. They were very, I mean, that's what they were known for. Running the ball, great offensive lineman too. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. What do you see, man? Yeah, Chase Brown has uh, definitely – done a tremendous job in terms of just uh um getting the ball downhill uh, they set the they set the offense around him um he actually like i mentioned is number one in the country obviously uh he's first in the big 10 obviously um ahead of uh, with over 100 yards more than blake Corum, who's second in the, in the conference they have a dedication to the run you mentioned his time his tenure at wisconsin and what we know that uh, what they've done over the years, they've been very good at putting out good offensive lines with uh, running backs that have done well and have gone on to do well in the multiple levels. And this young man is no different. He's slippery. I watched him a bit. I watched a few games, Indiana and Virginia, and um, he's in Wisconsin, and he's definitely slippery back. And a guy that uh, oftentimes gets out the back door when you when when guys kind of think that he's been tackled. I've seen him kind of spin out the back door and pick up some huge yards for this team. So he's uh, he's a young man that's going to be a slippery ball player for, for this team. And, and you know, it's going to be a challenge for Jack Campbell and those guys on defense to really get after him, man. So that being said, the, the, this young man, DeVito, uh, is their quarterback. He's done a tremendous job thus far this season uh, leading them. They've had some times, David, where, like, say, for instance, in that game against um, – I believe it was Indiana. No, no, Virginia. They actually had four, turn yeah. four turnovers in that game. They committed four turnovers, but that defense, they they were they kept defense kept them in the game, and uh, they they have a tremendous group of guys. Um, it's I don't know, man. It's going to be a difficult task. Like I mentioned, Tommy DeVito, he's actually got one hundred forty eight point two eight uh, passer rating currently. He's one hundred seven wow. for one hundred and fifty one hundred seven for one hundred and fifty three attempts. Only two interceptions compared to nine total um, touchdowns with 1,121 yards on the season. So um, he's doing a tremendous job of getting the ball around. 
Uh, Pat Bryant, um, number 13, he's caught 18 passes for 313 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Isaiah Williams, number one, very elusive. That young man has the lateral movement and quickness that really uh, creates the matchup nightmares that I, I saw him on film. He actually has uh, 35 catches for 291 yards and two touchdowns. So he's they work to get those receivers the, the balls in their hands. Uh, Brian Hightower, who is another lengthy um, wide receiver, he actually has 17 catches on the season for 179 yards and um, <clears throat> one touchdown. He's a 6'3", 215-pound uh, young man out of he actually is from Los Angeles, California, but went to high school. Mm. In, he actually went to high school at IMG Academy in Florida, which brings Ooh. me to another thing, David. Boy, that's a feed. <laughs> the, the crazy thing about this, when I say the crazy thing, um, you and I have been you know, teammates. We've known each other over 20 years. Brett Bielema, the head coach for the University of Illinois, is the, the man who recruited me to come to the University of Iowa. And... Mm. As you know, I'm from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And one thing that I know about Brett is wherever he's gone, he's worked to get those guys from Florida to come out to work to play for him. He's done a tremendous job, tremendous job of recruiting and making sure I that I know where you're going. What? I'm just saying, you Florida got y'all. It's it, 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 something about the Florida area is that what this is like there's something in the water down there i, I wasn't gonna i mean you I feel like there's something in the water down there Dave? i think there might be like the, the guys i had on my team were pretty freaking good mm. now yeah. i'm looking at illinois and they're bringing florida guys there mm. i see the correlations that you're drawing mm. i mean you're gonna make some kind of causal connection but i'm like okay let me jump ahead of you on that one just no just a little bit y'all 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 great on the team with us and I mean, we had, I don't know, how many Florida boys did we have on that 0-2 team? I honestly couldn't tell you. Man, we had a lot of y'all. Definitely had. But, uh, uh-huh. He, Brett does a really good job of recruiting. He uh, makes sure he brings in the right kind of people for to bring in the speed. You know, especially when you get to skill positions, you got to have talent there. It's okay to understand the X's and O's, but we all know. You got to have those Jims and Joes out there. And that's what you talk like. Brett is really good at doing that. He he identifies with those kids. They he resonates with them. Another way of saying they vibe together. So wherever he goes, he's been able to bring and recruit talent to come there with him. At Wisconsin, he did that. At Arkansas, he did that, and he's doing it at Illinois. Proofs in the pudding. I mean, they that we were talking about uh, Virginia. You were talking about them uh, earlier and that defense that kept them in the game, right? He's got tremendous talent on that defense. Tremendous talent. Those two defensive tackles, dude, might be two of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Might be. I'm not sure where they're from, but man, yes. Not sure where they're from either. But when we talk about switching over to the defensive side, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll obviously talk about the Hawks here, but Illinois actually is top one or two in all three of the major statistical defensive statics, statistical categories right now. Um, oh, we wow. talked about uh, points allowed. Iowa has dropped out of that, that uh, spot, obviously after the last weekend. So Illinois mm-hmm. actually takes over that spot only allowing 8.4 points per game. Um, they only allowed, they, they are set. They rank second in the big 10 and yards allowed at 229.2 yards. And they actually lead the big 10 in sacks with 16 currently. So, they are. Um, we talk about you just mentioned tackle for losses, loss, and and what those guys 
on the defensive side are able to do it, particularly the guys in, in the middle. These these guys are doing a, a tremendous job of getting up the field and making plays. So speaking to that and segueing that directly into this weekend's game offensively for these for the Hawkeyes. You know, this we we we've talked about the woes of this team, um, some of the difficulties that, that we've seen throughout the season. Um at this point, David, we know that um you know, Spencer has struggled. We know that the offense has struggled a bit as well. Uh, it's it's uh, we've gotten a number of guys who have are at least scholarship receivers back. Um, we know that those guys have made a difference. What uh, what you've seen from this Illinois defensive front and defense as a whole, uh, that back end is pretty tremendous as well. What do, what is the what do the Hawkeyes need to do to get uh, to pull out this win? Because I mean, I haven't been able to generate a ton of points. Spencer's Spencer Peters is only thrown for 524 yards on the season. Our leading rusher, Caleb Johnson, still. I'm sorry, Spencer Peters is thrown for 770 yards on the season. My mistake. I didn't add in last week's totals. Um, and Caleb Johnson, who is still a reserve, leads our rushing attack at 206 yards. So, what does this team need to do to uh, to to pull it out on Saturday's game. What does Spencer need to do to get over the top? And how does this, how does this offense take the next step? You know, it really comes down to the offensive line play. And I mean, that that's part of it. And Spencer, he's got to make those throws when they're available. When we saw the, um, heck, you and I saw last week with the Michigan game, you know, overthrows, Aaron throws, things are just not in that catchable zone. Uh, the offensive line gave up a, uh, three untimely sacks like in a row. Um, so the offensive line really needs to start to get some kind of co- some kind of cohesion. There's like an eight-man rotation going on with that old line right now. I mean, I think I was, we were talking about that earlier. Like there's some NBA, some basketball teams that don't even have an eight-man rotation. Hmm. But you got an offensive line with an eight-man rotation? When are we going to settle in on who that, that front five is going to be? And if we can't figure that out, especially since they're there every day. I mean, I'm not sure what we're doing here. I'm, I'm a little, um, what's the best way to put it? I'm giving pause with our offensive line, especially going against this defense line with those two defensive tackles, Mr. Uh, Newton and Mr. Randolph. Uh, Mr. Newton is number two, the number two defensive tackle nationally. I mean, it's just, Unbelievable. And then we got Mr. Randolph here. Yeah, he's got well, he got total tackles. He's team leader for tackles, tackles for loss, and sacks. He's tied for I think he's second on those two. Yeah. I mean we have some some severe um issues that need to be addressed on that all line. When we look at the, the center, the guards, our right tackle. You know, they're going to start – once they uh, they start to see you open up that gate, it, it, those defensive ends are not going to come in to make it easier for you, especially in a, you know, pass rushing uh, – or I should say a passing down. They're not going to make it easy. They're watching film just like everybody else is. And those guys over there, the professionals, the coaches, they can pay a lot of money to figure out how to beat you, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to run twists. They're going to come off the edges. So if we don't pick up the blitz, if we don't get that run game established, which is going to be really tough against this defense, like you said, I think they're number one defense in the Big Ten right now. Um, you know, and in several categories, they're top five. 
So um, this is going to be a tough one. Getting that offensive line against that defensive line, we have to win there. Um, just for what I'm seeing here on paper, it doesn't look like we're going to – we match up very well. That's probably why uh, Illinois is predicted to win 60%. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is a, this is gonna be a tough matchup for sure. And this is not this is not this the Illinois team of old. Uh, it's not the Illinois team that even we played against back in the days. This is a uh, Brett has put together a roster of guys that are doing tremendous, have done tremendous throughout the season. Um, it's you know it's, it's gonna be it's going to be gonna be a dogfight. I just mentioned those defensive linemen, Keith Randolph, leads the team in tackles as a defensive tackle. Uh, that's not actually, <laughs> that's, um, that's wild. That's not something that says that, a lot. That says a whole lot. If you know football, you know that that doesn't happen very often. And so right. they, they, um, they're going to be tenacious, going to be getting after it. It's going to be a dog fight throughout. throughout. That's, what we're look, that's what we're looking for. Um, real quick. Just looking to see where this uh, receiving core picks up. We know Sam Porter leads this uh, group with uh, 21 receptions. Luke Lachey is a, a second, well, no, he's second in yardage uh, with 141 yards. Arlen Bruce is uh, second in receptions with 12. Um, so what, as a whole, how does this Hawkeye team walk out of Champaign with a W? Uh, we already know what what uh, what we have on special teams and who brings what to the table. Uh, bottom line is how do the how do the Hawks come out with a W? The only way I see them coming out with a W is if Illinois turns they win over they win the turnover battle, right? Uh, somehow Illinois shoots themselves in the foot with that, and then we stop the run. Right? It, we got to win the turnover and we got to stop the run. That defense. I'm going to stop calling them our, our defense, start calling them our second offense or really their primary offense. And we need that to get going again because against against Michigan, you know, they, they kind of drove the ball down our throat um, and there wasn't much we could do about it. I mean, one time I saw Blake Corum, um, who he had, Jack Campbell. They met in the hole. He gave him a two-piece and went out the right side. I was like, what? And that was it. Yeah, we need... Our defense to show up. We need those kids flying around. We need to stop that run. And then, you know, off of the line, come on in. We need you guys there. That eight-man rotation, if we can at least consolidate down, like, maybe to six, maybe maybe seven, I don't know. Get away from eight. That'd be nice. Well, hopefully they can get to the point where they're comfortable doing that. But uh, at this point, that's what has to happen. Hopefully they find that, that fight, that right five-man rotation so uh it's gonna be a huge game another another night game another primetime night game uh up there in champaign illinois like i mentioned uh so we're gonna see you know the uh the former hawkeye the hawkeye at heart brett bielema is playing host to this uh to this hawkeye unit that uh, is definitely one that he's familiar with having played against them having played for them having coached for them having coached against them. Uh, so it's going to be a, a tall task for this Hawkeye team, but looking forward to the challenge and seeing how this thing turns out. So with that, I'm Colin Cole. This has been Hawk Talk and my 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 co-host, my co-host, David Porter. Appreciate you for being on, buddy. And uh, uh, thank you guys for joining us on Hawk Talk.
click subscribe and all that good stuff. Join the join us as we continue to do this uh, on on a weekly basis. So thank you for watching. I'm Colin Cole, and that's David Porter. Thank you guys. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.